Let's go. Hey now, hey now, hey now. <laughs> Welcome to a new episode of the You Need a Horror Podcast. I believe this is episode 86, Pick Up Sticks. And yeah. I, I wanted to say I was really happy that the Scream 3 episode was a smash success. The views are great. The reception was phenomenal. Uh, we had We had a lot of love for Scream 3 and... You know, I was nervous because I didn't want people to really think that I was just like trying to make up for it, not liking Scream 4. But to me, it's just far and away a better movie. I mean, I really liked Scream 3, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's crazy because I've noticed the same thing. I, I've seen some people come out of the woodwork that that have uh, kind of put uh, pressed me on that. I, I did not know that was such a controversial topic, Christian. I, I did. I'm you As you know, I'm in the middle of my Scream retrospective like mm -hmm. i'm doing individual revisited and uh by the way my scream for one don't know what happened it was trending just like you know a, a, a subpar upload for me because the algorithm doesn't like me unless it's halloween content and uh i checked it uh, after i woke up from my nap it had like a hundred more views from just a few hours ago i was like oh shit very it's like nice. get, it's getting a second life uh so that's cool but i noticed yeah, yeah, that's a controversial topic to pick three over four. And uh, I had to make a comment on the video and pin it and say, guys, I like Scream 4. Oh, I it's saw. My, it's my least favorite. Like, come on. Like, I'm not I'm not trashing the movie. But it's funny because I did rewatch my upload last night after I uploaded it. And I like the second half of that video, I was kind of railing a little bit on the movie. And uh, I was like, I could see why people might think like, do you actually like this movie? So Christian, I got to say, you were like, hey, man, don't take it easy on that. You know, talk, say how you really feel. I did. I did. I said how I really felt. Yeah, I I, and I, I watched your video. I liked your video. The only difference to me from what I would say is I don't think it's a good movie. I just don't. I don't like it whatsoever. Yeah, I just don't like it. But it's it, it's not as fun. As Scream 3, it's I think not. that's the thing at the end of the day. Scream 3 is just really fun. Dude, that ghost scene, I swear to God, I want a whole goat, I want a whole Scream movie with stuff like that in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. I want to, you know, anyway, so before we get started, you know, my wife was, she came up to me a, a little while ago and she goes, you know, I just thought of something I wanted to say. And I, this is what I was telling you about. I wanted to bring up something in, in regards of child's play. She mm. goes, she goes, you know something, Christian? How come in Harry Potter, and we're not talking about Harry Potter, but she goes, how come in Harry <laughs> Potter they can fix bones and stuff when Harry breaks his whole arm, but they can't just make his vision better so he doesn't have to wear glasses? Like, what's the logic behind that? And I said, I'll take your situation and I'll raise you a situation. This is the most pissed off. This I cannot be more pissed off than when I think about this. Diamond Mancini, you son of a bitch. I said, Sydney, do you remember in Cult of Chucky when he starts taking over multiple dolls? She goes, yeah. I, I, I was like, it's kind of ridiculous, right? She goes, well, certainly when you look at the franchise, I said, I take your 
broken arm and fixing glasses in Harry Potter, and I raise you, Chucky, in a goddamn factory at the end of part two, surrounded by hundreds of fucking dolls. He could have taken over all of those dolls and pummeled the kid and Kyle. But he doesn't do it. Why? Because Mancini is a rat bastard that completely... Dude, he ruined... You know how people say Rob Zombie ruined the Halloween films? First of all, that's <laughs> bullshit. I will say Don Mancini has fucking ruined Child's Play for me. He's ruined it. Because what he did makes the ending of Child's Play 2 ridiculous. He's in a factory full of fucking dolls. But he doesn't possess more than one? If you want to stop the kid, what are you going to do? You possess the fucking factory full of dolls. Yeah, and he well, can't fucking get out. You're you're going to have some people that typing up comments that are like, well, you know, he he learned uh, how to do more over time and, and through experiences and blah, 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 blah. And to that, I say bullshit. Because Don Mancini has pretty much admitted, yeah, I'm kind of fudging the rules at this point. But whatever. So what? Who cares? And it's like, Dude, um, I care. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so annoyed, man. Like, I really, I'm, it's, I, it's, what, what is that thing Michael Jordan said? And that, that was personal to me. <laughs> like, I took um, that personally. I took that yeah. personally. Yeah. You got, dude, it just, it pisses me off. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm not watching that goddamn Chucky show. Leave me alone, people. I'm not watching. I'm pissed off tonight now. I'm not watching it. Hell yeah, Don. Uh, you're welcome to come on the show anytime, you fucking hack. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a really nice guy, too. Um, he is. He is. I see him at convention. And and the truth is, like, dude, I'm whether I agree as a fan with what he's doing or not, the fact that Chucky is still rolling and, and he, he basically. Cares. Yeah. He cares. And then to keep it going in an original timeline, so to speak, which I'm sure it is. That's that's really cool, and I've got to give credit to that. So I'm for all the people that are enjoying the show, that, that's awesome. But I'm just checked out. Um, but you know, don't don't wait up for me. You guys, you guys have a good time with the Chucky show. Yeah. Uh, but I'm 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 checked out, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm just gonna stick with my one through bride, uh, and I'll take Curse with me. Curse, and I'll take the remake. Uh, the rest, y'all can pack it up. <laughs> pack it up, baby. You can have seed, Alexis. Can, Pack it up. It. You can take it. Yeah, uh, they're bringing a uh, Bride of Chucky on 4K, and I'm wondering if they're going to do a uh, Curse. No, Seed of Chucky. I wonder if they're going to do Seed of Chucky on 4K. I don't think they're going to do it. <laughs> they may not do it. I I wouldn't buy it, um, but hey, I'm sure there's some yeah. that would. I mean, I didn't even buy the first. I got two and three, but I didn't get the first one because like. They, I've got a, the Blu-ray that came out was a nice 2K scan already, and I'm like, God damn it! Like, I can't. It's not even all of my collection back there, so I don't know. Uh, I got but any... them, I got them sent to me. I didn't even yeah. have to buy them, so I'm I, I'm very appreciative of that. Somebody was like, "Did you buy those?" I was like, "No." He's like, "I'll send them to you." I was like, "Okay." Yeah. Christian's internet is having diarrhea right now, guys. I can't hear him. He's not moving. Rest in peace. Well, guys, what's up? Welcome to the Anita Horror Podcast. This is a solo show tonight. 
tonight, my cat and I are going to be watching Hellbound Hellraiser 2. Um, yeah. Just have to hold out that he'll come back. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Time will tell. Time will tell. And he's gone. He's gone. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Here I am. I'm singing. <laughs> and I'm singing. What the fuck? Uh, uh. <laughs> Did you hold it down or do I have to edit this episode? Oh, dude, I... I, I um, I was talking. I didn't say anything messed up. So, you know, uh, but I'd still look over it if I were you. Uh, I've got shitternet tonight, I guess. I said your internet had diarrhea. And then I said, uh, rest in peace. And then I said, me and my cat, we're going to be watching Hellbound Hellraiser 2. And then I started singing like Buddy the Elf uh, from Elf. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what happened. I'll let the audience decide if I should keep that in or not. Anyway. Dude, Hellraiser 2 tonight, uh, I was telling you, this or Phantasm 2, which I know that there are people hearing this right now that are like, God damn it, I wish it was just Phantasm 2, which we can do that, but... The best Phantasm movie as well. It yeah. is, but dude, Hellraiser, Hell, Hell, excuse me, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, uh, one of the best ever. Um, I'm so excited to dive into this movie. I, I just don't think you get much better than this no. at all. You know, no, you don't, you really, really don't. And, uh, yeah. Best Hellraiser movie. Count me in. You don't have to convince me to watch this thing. Yeah. I was going to watch it after work. I, it was funny. Christian texted me early. He's like, what do you want to do? Phantasm two or Hellraiser two? I was like, well, funny enough, I was going to watch Hellraiser two after work. And he's like, oh, we can do Phantasm two. And then I was like, no, it's fine. I'll just push it a few hours and just watch it tonight. So I watched hell on earth when I got home. And uh, now it's time for Hellraiser 2. Um, Could have used that time to watch some things I hadn't seen, maybe. But uh, fuck that. I like my comfort movies. I don't know. See, that's, that's my thing. As I get older, I start to go, am I going to get this hour and a half back? If I take a chance on a movie, Skinamarink, and I fucking hate it, am, how mad am I going to be? You know, I work 50 hours a week. I got a toddler. Like, my free time is limited. So right. when I have free time, I'm like, I want to watch something I like. You know, like, I want to watch something I know is not going to be a waste of my time. Right. So, yeah. That's where I'm at. I feel you, man. I, uh, I'm i the same way. I try to watch at least one or two things new. But sometimes I don't. Like, I watched Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker, which was a really good movie. Um. Other than that, the only thing I'm watching new is that damn TV show that, uh, what's it called? Last of Me? Last of Us? The Last of Us, yes. People call it a zombie show, but I mean, there's really not a whole lot of that going on, which is fine. I think if zombies is your main attraction for a zombie show, you're kind of dead in the water. But it's it's good. Um, still got to watch you. Uh, I just gotta, oh, God, I, man, you're, it, we're, we're like less than two weeks away from the second half of that dropping, so yeah. What's well, funny if I tell Sydney that she'll be like, "Well, just wait. That way we can do all of it in a day. We'll wake up at seven a.m. and just watch all of it." Yeah, true. you know, 
True. Okay, let's get to the uh, – I'm going to get to the zero zero mark. We're going to start Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. As per usual, ladies and gentlemen, okay, I got it. the uh, New World Pictures logo. Uh, Should be a red New World Pictures logo starting to come on screen. Okay, hold on. While you're doing – I got to get to it because this says Image Entertainment. Okay. While you're doing that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say, uh, per usual, you do not have to watch the movie with us. We will comment on things about the movie, but as you always know, this turns into a conversation about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Does it say New World Pictures for you? Um, the the logo is forming onto the screen right now. Okay, I have it paused at where the full logo is there, and it says New World Pictures. Paused. Okay. I'm there. Uh, without further ado, guys, I'm going to count us down. This is Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. The best Hellraiser movie. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go to hell. I recommend amputation. Um, Like I've said before, man, but like I just got to reiterate, like when I was a kid and I used to see Hellraiser on the VHS shelves or whatever, I mean, to me, that's one of the greatest images in horror is Pinhead of him looking at you holding the the box. And my mind envisioned the most destructive, gory, harrowing movie in the world. And while Hellraiser is an awesome movie, Hellbound is what I had envisioned in my head. And in some ways, Hellbound surpasses the intensity of what I had in my head. And to me, that's why Hellbound is so great. It's the only movie to ever do that, to be Hellbound. more disturbing than what I had in my head. And Hellbound fully realizes the world. Like, that's the thing. Like, Hellraiser, there was so much potential there. And Hellraiser was a great movie, but Hellbound was like, all right, why don't we show you the labyrinth? Why don't we show right. you Leviathan? Why don't we show you a fucking person turning into a Cenobite? Like, and, and so, yeah, it, it takes everything the first one did and then it just dives even deeper, like headfirst into it. And I think that's why I love it, because this idea is such a cool idea on paper. And there's so much about these characters you'd want to learn more about. And Hellbound gives you that. The only yeah. thing I wish is that it had a little bit bigger of a budget. And it was supposed to have twice the budget it had. And then they were like, oh, we can't do this. We can't do this. We can't do this. Right. So it got cut in half. So parts of it look cheaper, of course. But... I don't give a shit because like no. that's just part of that era. But I wish they would have had the budget that Clive and Tony Randall originally had in mind because I feel like oh it would have been even better. So yeah, right. I mean this this movie kicks ass. Yeah, yeah. I go back and forth on the budget. There's part of me that's like, but you know what? Like they got it with what they needed to. They got it with the money that they had. Um, and then there's part of me that says. I don't I Leviathan could be the most demented, disturbing thing you will ever see in your life. And I go back and forth with, damn it, there it it wouldn't be as cool as what I have pictured in my head. But then I say to myself, but you know what? Part two surpassed what was in my head. So maybe they could have pulled it off. But I, I don't know if we'll I don't know if we'll ever know, man. Like, have you heard about another Hellraiser film coming out next? No. Is there any no, news there on that? No word whatsoever. Uh, I know that the newest one, it was in the top three of uh, Hulu's most watched uh, things the week it came out. So, which is a big deal for Hellraiser because I love Hellraiser and, and uh, you know, but I'm not blind to say that 
it is not as big as Halloween, Nightmare, Freddy. It's just not. So for them to reboot it in 2022 and go straight to streaming and be a top three streamed thing the week it came out, that's a big deal. But I honestly feel like Hulu or, or you know whoever was behind it now was just like, oh, we're already doing it. Let's just do it. Let's get it out there, whatever. I don't think they ever had bigger plans for it, which sucks because I think David Bruckner does. I mean, he talked about shit the way it ends. The way it ends like tells you they have a lot more ideas. Like you literally have Voight transform into like he gets sucked into Leviathan and turns into a Cenobite. Like that shit's awesome. Like they clearly had bigger plans and I just they haven't said anything about it, which sucks. I mean, say what you will about it. I, I watched it again last night and I walk away from it and I go, This is the absolutely the best Hellraiser movie since Bloodline. Like, without question. Like, there it's just I could take or leave most of them in between Bloodline and 2022, and and this it's definitely the best one since Bloodline. So, yeah, I I really like the last shot of the movie. I, I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh shit, you know, I I wish we could. I just want more of that kind of fucking insanity. I I, I gotta rewatch the uh, 2022 one again. They didn't lean of- enough into that on purpose because I know they were they're, they're obviously trying to bring new people in. You know, like if you go full Hellbound in your first movie, the diehards are going to love it, but the casual audience is going to be like, "What the fuck is this?" So I totally understand why they didn't. Yeah, do but it. fuck the casuals. I, I get it, but it's all about marketability <laughs> at this point. You know, if, if once you're in the good graces of everybody, then you can get a little weird. Um, and so. I hope they build off of it. I really do because I, I really, really enjoyed that movie. I mean, watching it again last night, that's the third time I've watched it, I think. I, I really like that movie. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I'll have to visit revisit that again. I'll have to revisit that again. Um, kind of sad that that didn't Bradley get... Here. Yeah. Kind of sad they didn't do a physical media release for that. I mean, I had a buddy that sent me a homebrew, and it it's nice, but it would be nice to have something legitimate with some little featurettes. You know, yeah. it's just a shame. It's a shame. That's the thing that sucks about all the streaming is we just, you're not going to be able to get that kind of stuff. Oh, God. Oh, hmm. look at these creepy ass corridors and shit. Oh, man. Oh, God damn. I mean, I, I hear you. Hellraiser is not a Friday or Halloween or nightmare. I, but I look at it as like the one a like the front row of the horror giants is Michael, Freddie, Jason Leatherface for me, but some people would say, I don't think so. And that's fine. But I think row B definitely has, you know, uh, pinhead Chucky. I'd take pinhead over Chucky. You know, and I, I know a lot of people might be like, oh, no. Yeah, I'd take Penhead over Chucky. What do you I, mean? Like in terms of how many fans are or how many or how, just how much more you like them personally? Or I, I, I'm just saying, in my opinion, I, I like the Hellraiser franchise more than Child's Play. And uh, are there probably more Child's Play movies that are quality than Hellraiser? You can make that argument. Sure. But I, I, I personally think that when you go from Hellraiser, Hell, Hellbound and bloodline those three i genuinely love those three movies and uh you know child's play i love child's play too love child's play and uh i love bride of chucky everything else is 
either decent or not very good. I mean, I, I don't know. Curse of Chucky, I really like, but I also really like Hell on Earth. But I just, right. I don't know what it is, man. It's it, it part of a lot of it is Doug Bradley. It really is like he's he's an icon, dude. In in the, the he is so fucking quotable, and it's not just like I know Chucky is immensely quotable too, but some of these quotes, like they're just timeless. Like some of these quotes. The, one of the things that sticks in my brain when I think of Pinhead is that quote from Hellbound or from Hell on Earth, where he's like, and he's mad and he says, Don't debate with me, girl. Just come here and die while you still have the option of doing it quickly. And right. he's fucking pissed. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's so good. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, when, when Pinhead's at the top of his game in the movies and they actually give him good stuff to work with, it's, Oh, oh God, the maggots. <laughs> You want to make me grossed out? Put maggots in something. Like that's Dude, my thing. I couldn't eat white rice for a really long time after uh, <laughs> after Lost Boys. Um, I but yeah, that's just my opinion. I'm not. I'm not saying that Pinhead is bigger because Pinhead is not bigger than Chucky. I know that in the in pop culture, Chucky is bigger. But I will take which the, franchise you pick. Yeah, yeah, I will take the lore and the character of Pinhead over Chucky any day. Uh, it's hard. It, yeah. I mean, there's one thing if you just have movies that are cheap and, and not very quote unquote good, but it's another thing when I have a, I, I really am upset by what the creator has done with the series logically. <laughs> so I guess I'll meet you halfway on that, but you know, I, Oh, I finally come to my decision. I'm no longer going back and forth on this to me. The best child's play is the first one. That I'm I'm done going back no, and you, forth. So you told me that about a, a month ago. I I I, I still take two, but um, I love that, Tom Holland. That it, I I will I'll meet you halfway and say one and two are a great one-two punch. I mean those two movies, Child's Play and Child's Play Two. You talk about a great start and a great sequel. I mean yeah. it's it, it's pretty unparalleled. It's just like Hellraiser and Hellbound. I mean, there's certain movies. I would even see that say that with Halloween and Halloween Two. And I'm not the biggest fan of Halloween Two, but it's a great one-two punch with the original. Like, it's like, yeah, you can't watch. You can't. It's. I know people that'll say, like, oh, I do. I can't watch one without two. I gotta watch both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I can easily watch Hellbound though without. Like, I, I, I'm not probably gonna watch any of these movies after this for a while. I'm not gonna go back and watch one or three. I like three. I like. I like four two. And I like Gary's movie. I really want to tell him that because I rewatched the move his movie after we did the show, and I really like that one. Yeah, Judgment Judgment brought a lot, I think, to the table for a small budget and a and you know straight to DVD and clearly Dimension didn't give a shit about it. But <laughs> Gary knew what he was doing. And he did. He, he seemed to care, and and that's that's why we had him on here. And uh, I guess. We should tell you guys we are going to get Gary on here soon again. Uh, there's a lot we really want to talk to him about Hellraiser 2022. We really, really do. I want to hear his thoughts. I'm sure I, knowing Gary, I think he's going to feel the same way as Christian about how, you know, I just feel like the Cinebite designs could have been better. Uh, so, uh, and and as a guy that does makeup and does it really well, I'm excited to hear his thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Like, I am excited to hear what he's what he has to say about it too. To me. It's not that I think they could have looked better. I think they should have looked worse. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I got to rewatch it though. I got to rewatch it, but I don't think he's going to like it. To be honest with you, I don't think he's going to like Hellraiser 22, 2022. He never, he never posted about it on social media about what he thought. Um, but 
we'll get the exclusive then. I I no, I, I think he's gonna say he he liked it, but from the mind that he has and being involved with the franchise as long as he has, I do feel like he's gonna be like, but I would have done this differently. I would have sure. done this a little bit better. Right. And uh and I, I like to hear that. I welcome that. I mean shit. Gary will be the first person to tell you Revelations is terrible. It is god awful. He fucking hates that movie, and he got a writing credit on that movie. And he wish he doesn't want to be credited for that movie because his script he wrote for Revelations got so changed and doctored by Dimension that yeah. he was barred from the set. He wasn't like so, but he still gets a writing credit, and he he's probably I'm sure he's like I don't want the credit. Don't give me fucking credit for that movie. That movie's a turd. Yeah. It really is a turd. It is a turd. You know what this makes me think of. You, you, people will ask me, you've asked me my favorite quote unquote final girl, and I never really have an answer. If I had to pick one, though, it's probably this chick, Claire Higgins. Uh, Christy, I really oh, you, like her. You, so, well, Ashley Lawrence, Ashley Lawrence, not Claire yeah, Higgins. Claire, Claire Higgins is the other part in the movie. Yep. Ashley Lawrence, I love Ashley Lawrence. She's a down, she's like a down to earth, real looking chick, uh, good timing. I just love her from the moment I see her on screen. Um, love her in this movie. Love her in the first movie. Um, Completely she might in Hellseeker. Yeah, I, I, and she's dude. She's in a movie called Lurking Fear, which is a full moon movie from '94. She is smoking hot in that. But I think she could be my favorite. Something about her, I just, I love her. I just love her. And she is still beautiful. She was on Joe Bob Briggs' show uh, last year, a year before. They did Hellraiser 2 for the show. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this woman's like a fine wine. Oh, but yeah. I, I think yeah, she's don't great. Don't get me started on how attractive Ashley Lawrence is. She is very she's attractive. beautiful. She's foxy, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. But I think she's my favorite. I, I really do. And, and that's just from, it's not even really from a quote-unquote movie standpoint. Like, Oh, like I like her character. I just like her. I really like her. So I think she could be my pick for my favorite final girl. She's she's criminally underrated. Like people don't talk about her enough. Um, she's got all the attributes you need. You know, she's she's resourceful. She's smart. She she's got that badass way when she needs to. She she can play scared. She's I mean, yeah. She, she has every need. I. I I don't know why she doesn't get talked about more. I said the same thing last year when I went back and rewatched all these movies. I was just like, God, why do people not talk about her more? Yeah, she's great. You know, this makes me think, dude. Um, Let me see if I can grab it. How much like I I do wish we could have gotten Hellraiser at the movie theater. And instead of getting ghost face bucket things, if if it would have been a pinhead bucket (laughs) that you can open up a pinhead top. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, dude. Um, these things have no business looking as good as they do. These little ghost face heads. It's crazy how like detailed and good. And they've got like the speckles, like we were talking about. Oh yeah. No. It's, it's phenomenal. I, I, it's, you could have easily done that as a marketing ploy and not really cared too much about it, but there, there's good detail on them. Yeah, I uh, good. I'm thinking, and Nick, if you have any more at your movie theater, dude, you might want to go scalp them and sell them. Oh, I don't believe me. I already, I already tried. <laughs> oh, really? They're gone. Oh, yeah. They they were gone the day after I went. One Isn't of my crazy shit. One of my coworkers was like, "Hey, um, where'd you get them?" Blah blah blah. And I told him. <clears throat> he's like, "My daughter 
loves Ghostface. And like, you know, uh, I'd love to get her some. So I called the theater and they were like, no, nah, we're all out. And I was like, yeah, dude, they're, they're sold out everywhere. Around That's here. crazy. I left work early that day when I found out that theater had them just so I could go get them. I was like, I'm not, I'm not missing these. So, uh, bye. And I went and bought it. And that's, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I saw at that theater alone, they told me, he was like, uh, when I went there to buy it, he's like, yeah, you know, you, you picked a good time. We had a guy come in earlier and buy 10 of them. Just one Jesus. dude came in and bought 10. Yeah. <laughs> Some jackass with a giant bag of goat space heads. <laughs> Yep. Probably bought them for 15 a piece and probably sold them for no less than 30 a piece. So <laughs> think smart, not hard people. Yeah, no shit. Um, no, but we, I guess we can talk about it cause you've made it public already. We're hoping yeah. we get Lisa, um, Wilcox that is sorry soon, uh, which I'm super, 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 super excited about. Uh, it's funny because she'd be the one person I'd actually really like to talk to from the Nightmare franchise more than anybody is uh, Lisa. That's that's, that's why I'll tell you what. I I like to think of myself as a pretty selfless person. Oh, God. And uh, this is awesome, by the way. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Keep going, but give me a second. I'm going to, I'm going to, there's a t-shirt of that. Ah! I want that t-shirt so bad. I'm going to buy it. By the way, people, that was Uncle Frank as a bloody muscle man. Ugh. I am in hell. Help that me. was that, that was actually New Nightmare Freddy, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was Uncle Frank. That's Uncle Frank. In New this is how they cross over. Um, but yeah, I uh, I thought about it and I was just like, ah, man, I really, I had a feeling Christian would really like Lisa Wilcox uh, coming on because I know he's obviously a big fan of four and five, and. Um, and I re- just reached out and uh, I didn't even tell him until she said yes. And then I was like, hey, by the way, so we're going to have a guest and it's uh, Lisa Wilcox. And uh, yeah, I just I figured that'd be really cool. Yeah, we are going to have her on, guys. I've been emailing her. We wanted to do it this week, but uh, she just recently got on that uh, TLC show, Milf Manor. Um, I don't know why she put the blood to her mouth. Um <laughs> And uh, so she, it's been kind of a hectic week for her, but she touched base and said, you know, touch base with me next week. We'll, we'll work it out. So we're obviously going to cater to her, what her schedule is like. I mean, we might have to record at a weird time just to make it work, but we don't give a shit. We will make it work. Yeah. And uh, yeah, very, very excited for it. Uh, Patrons, patrons, Nick and me will make respective posts. If you're a patron, we will get to your question. And if we don't ask your question, on the show that's because no disrespect it's probably a question that's obvious that we would already ask so ask something unique take your time and start thinking about it ask a unique question that way it will we can ask it but if it's something like which film did you enjoy working on more one or the other like we'll ask you know what i mean we're gonna ask all that stuff it's gonna be nerdy so um, but you're gonna get if you're a dream child fan don't worry. I feel like for, there's going to be a lot of dream child questions because I know the thing that people are going to want to hear about is Dream Master. Uh, that's what most people have questions about. But you guys know Christian's a big fan of Dream Child. So he's going to ask some questions about that. And I'm excited to learn more about that shoot and, and just everything to do with Dream Child. And I'm sure Christian will have Baby Freddy 
right in the background for that episode. He's gonna be on the right yeah. There. He's gonna be on the table when we do it, yeah. so she can see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited, man. Like I'm super duper excited for that. Um, I hope that comes to fruition. You know, you know what's interesting about the Hellraiser films is, especially in part one, like what's up with this weird pseudo realistic English slash American vibe that these movies have? Like the first one specific. Go ahead. Uh, the answer to that is it was filmed. The first one was filmed in, in the UK. And uh, obviously that's where Clive Barker's, you know, lives and everything like that. And uh, but New World Pictures was like, you can't lean into that because we feel like if you do, it won't be marketable to American audiences. So but we also don't have the money for you to film in New York. So right. New World is a uh, Roger Corman, too. So, yes. I mean, that makes total sense. So they basically were like. Just be coy about it, but pretend like you're in America, but don't outright say it. So, yeah, the the feeling is the first Americanized Hellraiser is Hell on Earth. But one and two are supposed to take place in America, but there's a lot of British actors in it. There's clearly a lot of, oh, this seems like the UK, not America. Uh, That's because they were just worried that it wasn't going to be marketable to Americans if you were like, and, and. That's where the box office really is. That's where you get most of your receipts is America. So they wanted to make sure that this was going to be marketable to American audiences. Yeah. But see, that's what I think is, I don't know if missing is the correct word for it, but that's to me, what I love about the first two so much is it's that euphoric reality in a sense of not knowing where the fuck you really are. Some people are speaking with accents and some people like, like our star Christy, she's clearly an American girl. I love that. You know, it's like, it it gives it its own. I don't know. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but it's just very unique in that sense. It's like, what is the culture here? Like, where, where are these, like, is this American? Is this not? Oh dude, did you see uncle Frank's face as the best man at the wedding? He looked fucking just like a madman, dude. Okay. Also, I have to say, Damn, look at dude there. That sex scene in Hellraiser, <laughs> Clive Barker's gone on record to like talk about it. Do you know how much hardcore that scene was before the MPAA made him cut it down? Oh, I I mean Clive Barker, love Clive. He's a weird dude. And yeah. he in that scene, apparently there was a lot of spanking. There was clear sodomy. Like there was a, like it was hardcore. And the MPAA was like, fuck no. And they basically gave him a choice. You can take all this out or you can take a bunch of your gore out. And he was like, well, I want the gore. So I'll take all the butt stuff out. Um, fuck but, her. Fuck her harder. Yeah. Put it in her ass. Put it yeah. in her ass, Frank. <laughs> yeah. Apparently that was really a thing. And, and Claire Higgins was like down for it too. And they were like, fuck yeah. Like, so definitely interesting. By the way, calling back to the one of the greatest moments from the that first movie. Great. That practical effect is Awesome. Oh God, dude! Look at this house. This house looks like fucking abandoned. Like, <laughs> I'm not going in this house with this broad. No. Also, I never thought Julia was hot. Like, so many of these men are like seduced by her, and I'm like, really? Like Julia? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> if it was Ashley Lawrence, absolutely. I uh, she could throw a dog collar yeah. on my neck, and I'd follow her around. <laughs> I would have gotten a hammer to the head if it was Ashley Lawrence, but Julia, no, I'm, I'm good. 
<laughs> yeah, me too. I just I love her, man. She's so good in this. And she, you dude, know? she still looks. She looked like we talked about. She looks great, but uh, you know, it's a bummer. I thought about reaching out to Ashley, and I think I still will um, about coming on the podcast sometime because I love her too. And um, but I've heard a few things. One, I know she's not very active on social media. She hasn't posted since August of last year. Uh-huh. So, hey, Lord knows if she'd ever see it. And two, she didn't do a ton of acting really because she wanted to have a personal life and she wanted to, I don't know. She kind of wanted to get out of that world. And uh, Respect. I've heard, Respect. I've heard from people that have met her at conventions that she just seems very like, I'd rather be anywhere else, but here. Um, so she probably would never do it if, even if she saw it. But honestly, I don't blame actors like that. I really don't like you want to have kids. You want to have a family. Like you don't, like you don't want to get caught up in the minutia of all that and have that run your life. Like I get that. Yeah. I understand that too. Like I've always said, dude, put me in, let me put me in one horror movie that can become a cult hit. And for the next 30 years, Nick, I'll be coming to a city near you. <laughs> and I will make a living off of signing autographs. Heather Langenkamp made her career <laughs> off of Nightmare. Made her fucking career. And she's not even good in the first movie. And she made her career out of it. She didn't need to do Dream Warriors. She did. And then New Nightmare. She's done a few other things here and there. But like Heather Langenkamp, it's Nightmare. That 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 just going to yeah. pay her bills for the rest of her life. <clears throat> And if if I ever did talk to her, that would be I I'd want to talk to her more so about New Nightmare than anything too. Yeah, everybody you know, always I asks really, about the first one and the third one, but yeah, yeah. New Nightmare. I really want to know. I, I but I'd want to ask her like, where were you at in your personal life at this point? Like, what was what was you know? I'd I'd want to ask her a lot of like deep questions, but I don't know that she'd be into that. Well, I was actually going to say it was when we were just a minute ago talking about Ashley Lawrence. They got her back for Hellseeker, uh, which I think is probably uh, after Revelations, probably the worst Hellraiser movie. I think Hellseeker sucks and it really does suck. Um, <laughs> but and she's totally wasted. She's in like the last five to ten minutes and it's just it, it's terrible. But okay. the me. thing about Hellseeker is they didn't know she was going to be a part of it till a week before shooting. They were rewriting the script. You want to know why? Because they couldn't find her. She hadn't been acting. So like Ashley went off the grid, man. Like, and they were like, well, we can't, we don't know how to get a hold of Ashley. So we have to rewrite this script. And Doug Bradley was like, do you want me to call her? I have her phone number. And they're like, oh yeah, sure, Doug. So Doug called her and she's like, yeah, I'll do it. And they were like, so like literally like six days before shooting, they found out she was going to be a part of it. So they had to rework the script again. But yeah, she was so off the map not doing anything, they couldn't even find her for Hellseeker. I mean, they probably should have just fucking asked Doug, but yeah, I mean, crazy. Jesus Christ. Yep. It's nice to know that Doug and her have that relationship, though. You know, like that, I I would imagine that like Robert and Heather have, where, you know, they're, they're still friends and everything like that. And it's like, I have her number. I can call her. Like, it's nice to know that. Yeah. Um. Can you bring up what you said before we started shooting the show about uh, who I've reached out to? Well, not that. Um, I don't want to get people's hopes up okay. uh, about a certain person being casted for a certain thing. Or is that- oh yeah, yeah. 
So uh, there is a there's a, a news guy and he has a, a news outlet, very reputable. Uh, his name's Daniel RPK, and he's known as like a scooper, you know, whatever it might be. Bastard. Um, he yeah, I know. He tweeted <laughs> uh, his news outlet tweeted uh, not long ago that Winona Ryder has been cast as the lead in uh, Trick or Treat 2. Um, and, uh, before people go, what trick or treat too? I didn't, well, um, remember in October, Michael Doherty gave an interview and, uh, he said it is very much in active development, uh, with, uh, with legendary pictures and Warner brothers right now. And people are like, well, they've been saying that for years, just a few months ago, he doubled down and he said, no, we are, we are very actively developing that movie. Well, fast forward four months later, it has not been debunked, uh, a reputable source is claiming that Winona Ryder has been cast as the lead in it. Uh, and until somebody refutes it, I'm going to run with it. You know, I'm going to believe it's real. Um, Cause we, and we have no reason to believe it's not. Uh, they, like I said, they just mentioned a few months ago, it was an active development. So it would make sense. I would assume if you're getting casting stuff right now, they might be aiming for it to come out this fall, uh, which would be incredible. Um, I know a lot of people's trepidation with trick or treat too. I don't know. You know, you can only spend gold once with trick or treat, you know, like right. why ruin that? Uh, I hear you, but the reason I don't, I, I, this is fucking disgusting. Oh, dude, this, yeah. This but, um, it, it is the same creative team, same director, writer. So like, I have faith that it'll still be good. I'm not saying it's gonna be better than the first one. Cause that movie is a fucking classic, but I have faith. It's still going to be good. So yeah, that's exciting. Winona's awesome. I mean, I guess realistically, all you got to do is have a few things, good segments, stuff that hits you in your childhood feel stuff that has just good Halloween uh, vibe and good music have the same type of creepy Halloween score. Um, and just have that good sensibility like the first one did. I, I can't imagine it would be difficult, I guess. I mean, Michael knows what he's doing, clearly. Um, he did it with Krampus. So, I mean, uh, I hope it's real and it happens. This, this is the grossest. Oh, Jesus. Dude, the doctor character is... Dude, The what I love about Hellraiser 2 so much is that this movie basically says, to hell with Uncle Frank. We don't even need him for this. And they introduce new, like he becomes a nothing burger in this movie. And that is ballsy to me that Uncle Frank, who is arguably the biggest character in the first movie, is a nothing burger in part two. And it's somewhat all the better for it. It doesn't matter that he's on it. Oh, this, Dude, this it's is not, the, it's not even the cutting, it's, it's the bugs, it's the fucking bugs. Oh, and look at this. This room is just dark and dingy. This mattress is disgusting. He's just sitting there. The doc, the doctor character is so fucking good in this movie. It's just a great character. Oh, Jesus. Fuck. And people are going to tell me that part one is the best one. You got to be out of your goddamn mind. This movie pile drives part one. Oh, yeah. Gee, look at the bed. Oh, shit. Dude, it gets me every time. Look at the steam. Dude, there's steam coming off the bit. Oh, God. You've got to be fucking kidding me. In these first two movies especially, you cannot just disregard the, the makeup effects and the practical effects. They're so fucking good. Oh. Dude, just look at the... Look, oh, God. 
Like, imagine you're in the room seeing that. Imagine you're seeing that. I'm beating on the door, getting the fuck out of there. I'm getting in a taxi, and I'm driving to the fucking nearest ocean and crossing it. Swimming it if I have to. Oh, Jesus Christ. And Chenard the whole time is thinking, oh, man, I can't wait for her to get her skin back. So I can fuck her. Yeah, I'm going (laughs) to fuck her. Oh, Jesus. This scene alone is probably one of the most disturbing scenes in horror. I mean, fuck. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm sorry for the silence, people. It's just, what do you say? Oh, yeah. Get in there. You know, they wanted the series. uh, You know, a lot of people don't know this. They wanted this series to become all about Julia. Julia. Yeah, she was going to be like the new Freddy Krueger. And uh, the, the marketing at New World were like, no, Pinhead is what sells. Yeah. And then uh, Claire Higgins was like, yeah, I don't want to do this long term. So they were like, all right, I guess we'll go with Pinhead. But it was supposed to be all about her. Oh, oh God. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, <laughs> dude, it's just it gets me every single time. It's just such a disturbing scene. I can't believe that that was. That is an R-rated cut. It's just so brutal looking. The only thing they uh, cut down from that scene too is another um, slash across his dick uh, with the razor. Like apparently there was like a shot of him like very clearly like cutting his dick off or whatever. Uh, that was the only thing that they really cut down. Yeah. The MPAA was like, hey, like I said with the first one, no butt stuff. No butt stuff. You you want to rip people apart? Have at it, but no butt stuff. No butt stuff. Yeah. All right, so we got to talk about this. Um, Dead Pit uploaded a video the other day about this Tony Moran podcast that just happened. And I don't know if oh, you've seen this. Fuck. No, I haven't. What's going on now? So Tony Moran was on this podcast, and he... I think Tony is under the influence right now. And I think he's losing his mind, dude. He he went on a tirade about Sean Clark. He hates Sean Clark. He told the story about how he saw Sean at a convention, walked up to him in front of a bunch of people, called them the C word and threatened to beat his ass. Um, <laughs> he started talking shit about James Jude Courtney. And here's the funny thing in, in that podcast, which the podcast guys, they're fine. It's not, I don't have a problem with those guys at all. I don't know them. And I, it was the same thing that Sean Clark said. He goes, the, the two do, if you watch this podcast, if Dead Pit ripped a lot of this podcast, it's kind of been pulled from YouTube. But if you go watch it, they pull up the important parts. It's these three guys. And one guy is in love with Tony Moran. So he's like, Tony Moran. And he's yelling his name. And the two guys at the top are just sitting there like, oh, my God, what is happening right now? So they felt really bad. I know that they reached out to Sean. And Sean was like, no, you guys are cool. I I get it. Uh, That was a train that went off the tracks. But Tony started talking shit about James Hugh Courtney and said something to the effect of, and this is so ironic. He started saying, 
Who the fuck needs to go by three names? Who do you think you are? Like James Jude Courtney. Who the fuck do you think you are? And then 10 seconds later, after he just rips James Jude Courtney for going by three names, basically says, dude, Tommy Lee Wallace had the scariest scene. Tommy Lee Wallace is awesome. So he just ripped <laughs> he just ripped James Hugh Courtney by going by three names and then said Tommy Lee Wallace is the only real Michael Myers or something because he had the scariest scene in the movie. It no, it just screams to me that that motherfucker can't stand that other people played Michael Myers. He literally can't stand that when people talk about Michael Myers, they don't mention him because he's like, I was the fucking face. It's like, well, I, I'm sorry, I don't know if you know this. We didn't give a shit about the face. Nobody yeah. cared. Like. I think that's it's all jealousy. It just comes across as all jealousy. He hated Tyler Maine. He hates James Jude Courtney. What do, what do you know? People that play Michael that people talk about, oh, they're such a good Michael. And he's like, well, fuck them. It's like, plus, I'd love to see Tony Moran try to talk shit to Tyler Maine's face or James Jude Courtney's face. That fucking fat little hobbit would get his ass beat. I'm sorry. I mean, he's he's lost he's, it. He's an asshole. He is an asshole. Well, so I Nick, I think something. I don't think he's right in the head. And here's what's he's weird been doing about this for like ten years, though, man. Like he. Well, I, th- well I, I think it's half and half. And again, people, this is pure speculation. Okay, I think he may. To me, he just to me. He screams like he's not clear of a mind that much. And the other half is I think he has started to believe in his own BS a little bit. And because if you watch those old Sean Clark interviews from the 2005 convention days, that is the most humble, kind person ever. Like, no, I didn't think I had a fan. Like, I just it was a small little thing I did. And when I talked to you, it was it's amazing seeing all these people and knowing that they care. Like, dude, that is not the same person that you see now. And what's really interesting is when all this shit popped off uh, a few, like a maybe half a year ago or so, when when like it started making the rounds of these interviews that he did. Daniel Harris did like an Instagram live, and this dude's crying, apologizing, and now. It's back to yeah, and then just doubles down on it. And now, and it, his rhythm, his cadence—I just think he's something's not all right, if you ask me. So I, I don't know. If I mean, there is something wrong with him medically. I hope he gets help, and I and I and I wish him the best. I really do because I don't wish ill on anyone. But at some point. This is where the people in your inner circle need to have your best interest at heart and people need to intervene. Like people need to, especially when you're any kind of public figure, like the people closest to you need to be like, you like, you really need to evaluate some things. And it's just the shit he said about Tyler Maine was just downright like nasty. Like a few years ago, like it was just calling him the F word and, and, and a cocksucker and all this stuff. I was just like, for what? The dude's never done anything to you, man. Like, it's just, it's just, it's really disappointing. And and it's like, you know, it's something, yeah, there's something bizarre going on there. And, and then Sean mentioned, it's worth checking that out. It's on dead pitch channel. Cause Sean went on to dead pitch channel and rebuttaled to all the shit that Tony said on that podcast. Sean said that Tony Moran's manager reached out to him 
and said, hey, Tony would like to extend an olive branch. And then I think Sean put two and two together. Guess what's happening this year? Halloween 45. Yep. It's going to be the biggest Halloween convention possibly ever. And Tony wants to be there, I'm sure. And there's no way Sean's going to allow that now. Because Sean said that like he thought about it and he was like, you know what? For the fans, maybe I should just say like whatever. It's in the past. To hell with it. Uh-oh. There she is in the shower. Um, and then like Sean said, like he didn't. Res- yeah. Sean said he didn't respond quick enough, I guess, to whatever the manager was. And so like probably like a week later, he said he saw Tony Moran talking more shit. <laughs> so he's like, I, I-, I assume Tony's not going to be invited to Halloween 45, which look. You, the viewer, you go watch this stuff I'm talking about. You decide for yourself if you think that this guy is all there at this point. I personally don't think he's all there, and he's it's half him believing his own bullshit and thinking he's just the man and funny. Um, but let, let, let me, I'll just say this. No disrespect. If I was going to try to get a Halloween poster signed by people, he's not exactly the first guy I'm... I'm beating the door down to try to get to sign on that poster i think the first person i would want would be tommy or dean cundy because that's realistic or uh jamie john but um i i I, or i can't say that i I, i'd be like i've got to have tony moran on my halloween poster (laughs) you know yeah the sad thing is too you know john's not gonna go john just has no interest in it the question is is jamie gonna go that, that is the question. The question is because, as we know, Sean told us, too, on the last time we had him on, they're trying really hard to get Jamie. and uh, Do the charity thing again. Yeah, and, well, she apparently seems open to it. So, But he said every time it's come up in conversation, she's been like, circle back with me in like a month or whatever. You know, like, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. So, I don't know. We'll Here's the reality. You. Here's the reality. I don't know how big that convention center is, the Pasadena convention center thing. They had to make a convention based just around her. It was such a big deal. I can't see her being in a room with other people. It would just be, there'd be too much pandemonium. I think they would have to either figure something out for a thing with her. Like they need to figure that out. I don't know how to run. She will not be there the whole weekend. No, it'd be a day thing. I'm sure. Uh oh. Boobies. Boobies. Oh, now the doctor's getting her victims to. Oh God. I don't know. I hope. I hope she's there and fans can uh, get her autograph. Since I mean, God, these bodies look disgusting. The plan is still for me to go. You know, I, 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 I just can't allow myself to wait another five years because my luck. Someone like Dick Warlock or, you know, someone like that, the Tom Atkins will be dead and I will never have gotten to meet them. Right. So I just, I can't keep letting that pass me by. So the plan is still to go. I, I honestly, I, I don't know. It, it, it'd be really cool too, to meet Sean in person. Like I, I, I really would like to meet Sean. That'd be, that'd be really cool. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think about, excuse me. Um, getting some of my one sheets signed but like it'd be tough like my psycho 2 original i'd love to get tom holland to sign that 
Or maybe somebody to sign my Halloween three original poster. Well, also, I was gonna say if I end up going, you could send me some shit and and I I'll get it signed for you. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I obviously know that Southern California is a trek for both of us. It's actually closer for you than it is to me, but it's just you know, it's a it's a it's an investment for right. sure. I'm 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 putting my eggs in the Texas Frightmare basket this year. Um if, interestingly enough, John's gonna be at Texas Frightmare. Carpenter? Yeah. He does conventions. He probably, I think he does. It's just a Halloween thing, I think. Yeah, because Sean said every time they do a Halloween one, they ask him, and he's like, no. (laughs) I kind of get it. Like, uh, I don't know. That would be the most hectic weekend of his life. And in his 70s, I can imagine why he would not want to be surrounded by a bunch of rabid Halloween fans. I, I don't blame him. Uh, but I mean, the reason he's getting frightmares because they've got a um, they've got a brand new convention center that they moved it to. They were in the Regency Hyatt Hotel, and it was a big kind of duplex convention thing. There's two big rooms, but it, it's gotten so big that they have to get they have to get something really big. So they finally did that this year. So I think John was like, "Okay, I'll do this." and I don't know. I'm excited. Um, I don't really have too many people I need to meet. I need to meet Suzanne Snyder. She was in Return of Living Dead 2 and Killer Clowns. That way I can get finish off my Return of Living Dead 2 have autographs. You, have you ever met Lisa? Yes, Lisa Wilcox. I got yeah, her I autograph right up there. She's right up there. I met Lisa Tuesday night. Dan, the boyfriend, Robert Rustler, Mark Patton, the girl from part two. Uh, I forget her name. Um, Kim Myers. Kim Myers. I met her. The coach from part two. Um, coach Snyder. Coach Snyder. He was oh, awesome. Yeah. So I've met basically a lot of the people I'd like to meet from Nightmare. I have Robert's autograph. I haven't met him. Haven't met Heather, but I don't need to meet Heather respectfully. I, I, she's not somebody I'm like, oh, I really want to meet her. Um, part two was my big when When not, Texas Frightmare had a part two uh, reunion thing, I went to that section and I got everybody from part two that I could. So that was my big, big year for Texas Frightmare. I was really happy I got to. I didn't get Jack Shoulder. He was there. I didn't go up and get his autograph. And I really regret not going up to him and just getting his autograph. I don't know why I didn't, but I I don't know. I probably should have. Jack Shoulder makes me laugh because he he still swears to this day. I had no idea. Nightmare 2 was so gay. I didn't even know. I'm like, you were the director. Come on. I believe it because God knows I didn't have an idea. You know, God knows yeah. I didn't have any, I didn't pick up on any of it the first time I watched it. You know, once you know, you can't unknow. Like you, you just watch it with like to, in a totally different lens and you're like, right. oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It but, went over uh, my head. I was going to, I was going to ask you, speaking of people to have on, you're talking about nightmare and, and whatnot. I thought about reaching out to somebody, but I didn't know how you feel about having them on. Uh, he's in a nightmare movie. A good one, but uh, he's in another movie that I really love. And that person I was thinking about, don't know how uh, realistic it is or not, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Miko Hughes. How would you feel about Miko Hughes? Of course. Wasn't he in Pet Cemetery? Yeah, he's Gage. I mean, we can't really ask him about that. (laughs) So what do you remember about Pet Cemetery? You fucking idiot. I was an infant. (laughs) I mean, he was a toddler. I'm sure he still he has some memories. Oh, of course. I'd love to talk to him just about what it's like being a kid, being in movies and stuff like I'd love to talk to him. Of course. The audience would love that. You know, 
All right, I'll reach out. I want to get. I wish I could get some of the makeup effects, guys, like Screaming Mad George from Part Four or Kevin um, Yeager. Kevin Yeager. I met him at a convention. He was really cool. Um, I didn't know Kevin Yeager worked on the final chapter, but Dude, I don't I, know I, if he was credited or not. But it's, it's funny you mentioned the makeup effects, guys, because there was a guy I looked up to reach out to, and then as soon as I saw how many followers, I knew he was big, but I didn't know like he was gonna be that big i was like yeah no fucking way and it was greg nicotero i was like i'd love to talk to greg nicotero this dude has millions of followers there's no way he'd ever see a message of mine no way like yeah i love greg the the, the only you know the, the one thing i'd want to talk to him about i would say all right greg so we've seen the home video footage of the late night parties during the set of halloween five <laughs> now i want to know who's wendy kaplan who's banging who and how many drugs are you guys doing? <laughs> Dude, they've they won't explicitly talk about like who and what, but from what you hear and see, oh, it's clear there was a sex lot of people on. were fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this murder room is disturbing. I will say Julia looks better in this movie than than the first movie. They they she's got she's done a decent makeover for sure. Yeah. Um, Still uh, not dude, my type. Ashley Lawrence is my type. Dude, those bodies are just fucked up looking. <clears throat> Hell of a backhand. <laughs> knocked her out cold. <laughs> She's knocked out. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's, it's Patricia Arquette, guys. Dream Warriors. Yeah, you know, it's funny because Phantasm Two has a has a blonde chick in it too. Dude, everybody was aping Dream Warriors right after it came out. They're like, we need to have gotta have a blonde broad. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. No, no kidding. Now, let me ask you something: If you had a lament configuration, and you thought that, like, I'm talking in real life. This is not how, I mean, it's hypothetical, but like, say it was a real thing. And there was rumors that if you, you know, you solved it, demons would come out and fucking tear your soul apart. Would you be curious enough to fuck with that box? Or would you be like, I'm not taking that chance? Um, I'd probably eventually just kill myself with that thing on accident. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, I was like, I, I, I feel like I wouldn't, but I feel like curiosity also would make me, I don't know, because like, I won't fuck with a Ouija board. I will not do it. I don't either. care what anybody says. Like, oh, you know, no, not doing it. Having said that, though, part of me feels like I might mess with a Lament configuration. Yeah. It's <sighs> City got this one. It's really nice off of, uh, Etsy or something, and we got Doug Bradley to sign it. Sign it. You can't see it that well. I need to go to Hobby Lobby and get like a glass case for this. I wonder if I can get one of those baseball cases. You know, those oh, little yeah. Yeah. and probably that, fit. That's what I have my lament configuration in. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna go tomorrow and see because I mean it's autographed by Doug and it's cool and it's really nice. And he, I remember he, this was before. You could get like this is before Sydney had to dig for that kind of stuff because back in 2013, you know, there weren't people coming out of the woodwork making all this custom stuff for for, you know, you had to dig to find that stuff. And I remember at the time when we met him, he was like, where'd you get this? This is like 
this is like studio quality. Like these are nice and heavy. This is a solid piece of wood. My wife was, we were starstruck. It's funny. Meeting him was the only time I ever got nervous because Doug was, dude, he's like just very, this formal British. And I remember I was nervous. I walked up to him and I didn't know what to say. And he's got a very commanding presence. It's, it's just like, and you can see it in the movies too, as pinhead. He just kind of commands attention. Like, yeah. But he was good at breaking the ice. This was my first convention. And this is like before I realized it's a pain in the ass to bring a bunch of shit with you to get signed. So I brought stuff with me and I brought my Hellraiser 3 laser disc. And I remember I had it in my hands and I just looked at him. I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck do I say to this guy? And he's like, oh, laser disc. And like he broke the ice and he said he's a big fan of laser discs and he used to get them for, of his movies when they were coming out. And but he was really, really, really cool. And, um, one of the better, one of the best people, uh, experience of, of meeting somebody I ever had. Um, really awesome, dude. Do you feel like you'd be starstruck meeting Robert? No, I wouldn't be. I, there's only a few people that I would get, I would well up a little bit getting nervous. Um, I'd say at the top of my list would be Alice Cooper because there's so many emotions that would run through my mind. May You know what? Maybe Robert, maybe, but not in a convention setting because I, I, I understand the, mo- the mode you got to be in. Get in, shake his hand, tell him you love his movies, and he sh- made your life better. Take the picture, get the fuck out. Um, but anybody else, I don't know. I don't know. Tom Holland would be somebody that I would get really nervous uh, and starstruck by for sure, because he's just a legend, absolute legend. Um, but most people know. Oh, you know, my, one of my biggest regrets of all time. It might have been his last convention. I'm not sure, but we were at our very first Texas Frightmare, and, and Sydney still gives me shit till this day. We didn't get in line to go see Angus Grimm. I mean, the tall man was there, mm. and um, she loves the tall man. That's her favorite villain of all time. Sydney doesn't like watching 80s horror films a lot, but if I tell her I want to watch Phantasm, she's always down. Uh, excuse me, one, two, or three. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> offer, don't offer four, uh, four or five. Um, I remember she was really bummed out watching Ravager because she was, I, she felt the same way. She was like, I just didn't want to see this. You know, it's just, it really, it's sad. It, it's sad seeing Angus reduced down to having to lay in a bed because he's that old and he just, and I was like, oh, I get it. I, I we, n- neither of us like five. We just saw it as a, it felt like yeah, a fan. It, it felt like a fan it, film. It's pretty fucking bad, and it's sad. You know, it's not something I. I really was pulling for that film to kick ass. And, and I and I I I gotta say I respect the hell out of Coscarelli for you know that being something that was his brainchild that he loved so much that he kept the crew together and and he wanted to do it one more time while Angus was still alive. I respect the hell out of that. And I know Angus was obviously down with it too. Like it was, it was important to them. And so, but it's just depressing. It's depressing seeing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I remember we saw that and we were really bummed out, but God damn it, man. He's talk about presence on screen. And if you go on YouTube and just type in like Fangoria conventions, 1989, 1990, you can watch Angus Grimm holding court, 
like in panel rooms where he doesn't sit there and answer a question. He stands up, he's holding the microphone, he's telling stories about being around some of the legends of the business and doing this and that. And he's just such a presence. I mean, talk about one of the greatest villains, man. You got to love Angus Scrum. He's just so oh, yeah. good. So I mean, good. literally just the line and the delivery of boy is just fucking iconic. That shit is so good. Oh, I, I want to say I like in two when he goes, you think when you die, you go to heaven. Yeah, you come to us. That's like, oh, fuck. I, I want to say about th this movie, I, I've always loved that moment with Pinhead. And, and I and I feel like that adds some character to Pinhead, like the, the Cenobites descend after, you know, Tiffany opens the box and he says no. And the, the other Cenobites are like, no, what do you mean? He's like, it's not hands that call us. It's desire like that. That is, I think that's really cool because it's like, they don't just indiscriminately fuck with people. It's like, clearly that girl was just being set up to open it for right. other people. So Pinhead was like, no, we don't want her. We want the people that are setting her up to do it. Like, well, we'll still let her run around the, the corridors of hell. But yeah, dude, did you see that baby with the. Look at the clown shit here. Dude, that clown that ripped his eyes out and was juggling his eyes. Like, that is fucked. Yeah. Yeah. This movie is so good. It's fucking carnival. I love that shit. Yeah, I'd love to do Phantasm, too. I'm sure the audience would dig that, too. It's just... The thing I love about Phantasm, too, as well, is it's the only one that almost makes sense. You know, they're all pretty fucking weird. And I don't even think Don can explain them all the way to you. <laughs> but part two is the closest one that makes sense. Yeah. Come on, Christy. Oh, man, I'm ready for a uh, cocaine Christian, bear. Where are you What's at? What's happening on your screen right now? Christy's in like this really nice looking building now or nice looking house. She's looking at pictures of the daughter and her mom. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure. Yeah. I actually could hear your TV a little bit and I actually paused mine for about three or four seconds because I yeah, think I was, was, a... I was a little behind. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. That's cool. I, I matched up with you. Now blood's dripping down the photograph of her. Yep. Yep. Where it's the same. Yeah. No, I, <clears throat> a lot of people are talking about uh cocaine bear. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I, I hope it does well. And I know it's Elizabeth Banks' directorial debut, and I've always really liked Elizabeth Banks. So, like, good for her. And and, and so I hope it does well. Um, it's a really unique idea. You don't see movies like that made a lot and get wide theatrical releases. Um, but I just – I don't know if I'll catch it in theaters, honestly. I, I probably won't. Uh, all my attention right now is on Scream, honestly. Two weeks from today, I already got my ticket, so – I want to see it because it's Ray Liotta's last movie. Oh yeah, true. And I love Ray. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but I think it is. I think that's based on a true story. That movie. <laughs> now I don't think the bear actually does what he does in the movie, but I'm sure a cocaine bear is probably yeah, nuts no, for it, 20 minutes and has a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. A bear ingested a bunch of cocaine. Like <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> I want that. I want a Leviathan configuration. I've always loved that fucking thing. I'm sure you could find it on Etsy now. Oh, yeah, you can. God damn, man.
Pinhead is just such a fucking icon. The Chatterer looks like so good in this movie too. Butterball, man, he's just Butterball's he's my boy. He's something. I love Butterball. That see, I just that's the thing about these Cenobites. I love, man. It's like you can feel the pain looking at them. It's like brutal looking, and they're 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 bloody. The blood looks fresh. It's like, man, they're physically just you could feel it. That's the only thing I think that the new ones were missing. Most of them. There's a few of them I thought that were pretty badass. There's one of them that reminded me of Silent Hill, where like you, they were just like their body was like in a wrap, and they were running. I was like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. God, just so immensely quotable, man. I, I fucking, yeah. We have an eternity to know your flesh. Uh, so eager to play, so reluctant to admit it. Like, oh god, dude. I like how the doctor. The doctor's Cenobite looks great, too. I love that character. And to think I hesitated. That's another great line. Mm-hmm. This is creepy-looking shit here, man. Like, like this whole... It's some nice set design. It really is. Yeah. Tony Randall, man. I'll tell you what. Clive Barker gets a lot of the credit, but, I mean, this is Tony Randall's movie. Is this a three-way? Yeah. Why is that guy facing the other way? Um, who knows, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's obviously just uh, to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fuck, know. Fuck with Chouinard. I don't know. It, you know, it's the whole theme of like pleasure and pain, and and here in hell, look at look at this, look at this three way you could have yeah. with chains, like. <laughs> You're no pinhead. You don't get to deliver that line, Julia. How dare you? I wonder if this is a set that was built. I mean, I'm assuming it has. Like, what kind of place would really look like this? Yeah, no, it was. It was this. Like, pretty much this entire third act is either constructed or um, computer generated. Uh, obviously, being a lot of the labyrinth. Like, it, it's not. Well, once you get to Leviathan yeah. and stuff, it's still constructed sets, but there is enhanced CGI. Well, what you probably mean is uh, matte painting because they yeah. didn't have the CGI yet. Yeah, so you're, it's probably, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. They do those. Charlie Band loved doing that um, where he used like matte paintings and like like uh, in Puppet Master. That is a miniature of the Bodega Bay Inn at Massive Hotel. And it's it looks so real. It's beautiful. But it's it's like the size of this table, you know, and uh, it's crazy how good it looks on camera but I'll, i could probably figure it out when we see it I, I would assume it's either a miniature or a matte painting that they use for uh when you see leviathan but i miss that stuff man like it's charming like i love all that i wish you could i mean i understand why they don't do it, it it's very time consuming like if you got to paint something up or, or make a miniature model it's like but it's in camera still it's real it's just yeah, there's, I mean, there's something to be said for that authenticity. I've, you know, I, I like that. Yeah, I think this is a mat. It might be a minute. No, it's a mat. Yeah, I could tell. But it, it's beautiful looking. Look at this fucking thing. It's gigantic. Yeah. Uh oh. 
<laughs> it's it's interesting like where they could have gone after this one for sure and it's just like man they really I mean three is a gigantic drop off from two there's no denying that I, I still like three but I mean god damn here we go oh god Where's that gi- when that I'm ready for that giant thing to get a grasp on his head, that octopus hand thing? Oh yeah, you know that's coming. That's uh, that's right around the corner here actually. This is the scene where it happens. Dude, this shit like you, the the build up to this is so intense. Yeah, so you know something I didn't notice like the first few times I watched this movie, and I found it out <clears throat> over time after like researching and whatnot. At near the beginning when Shenard is like doing like some kind of like brain surgery, that's supposed to be that girl Tiffany's mom. Mm. So he like took Tiffany, the, the mute girl, and then like did some kind of like lobotomy on her mom. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because he, he wanted Tiffany for her puzzle solving ability, basically. Like, <sighs> yeah, this shit's awesome. Oh, not the wires, not the wires. Yeah, dude, this is the pinnacle of the series right here. This is, yeah. Oh my god! Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> dude, it's just painful. Is that like embalming fluid they're shoving in him? Like, what the fuck Think? is that? It's blue. <laughs> it can't be good for you. No. <laughs> Man, oh man. But yeah, uh, no. <clears throat> three is definitely a noticeable drop off. I actually like Bloodline more than three. I, I, I do. I'm getting closer to that. There's things I love about three. Like, th- I always give credit that three gave me my love for Armored Saint. Just seeing that band and playing in that movie is fucking amazing. Uh, but four, four is a good movie. Um, uh, it's funny. I think a lot of people like four, but it's just it's it's not until you say, well, I actually like Hellraiser four. Then you hear that. Oh, I do, too. You know, but it's not yeah. one that you just, you know, I didn't realize that it had the biggest box office weekend until Gary brought that up. I was like, God, I didn't even know it went to the box office. Last one to hit theaters, you know. Good old Alan Smithy. I appreciated Gary being real about that too. He's just like, look, man, you got to learn how to play the game. And Jaeger was just trying to be like, well, no, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do this. And I have to do this. And Gary's like, dude, you got to go along to get along in this business. And I, I, I actually, I, I, I agree with Gary. I think you just gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do, get your movie done. And you, you gotta finagle these producers and do what you gotta do and make them think this is their idea instead of yours. So they'll champion it. And, I don't clearly Kevin didn't have a good time because I don't think he ever directed again. So no, he did not have a good time. This is this is Frank's hell. This is Frank's personal hell. And it's so perfect for Frank, knowing the type of person he is. He's surrounded by what appears to be naked women, but every time he lifts a sheet, there's nothing there. So it's like, yeah, Frank, we know what you're into, and we're gonna we're yeah. gonna tantalize you with it, but never give it to you. Sorry, Frank. Go whack off, brother. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm ready for Scream, man. I um, I think Sydney's actually gonna go with me to see this one. So should be good. I th- I hope it's gonna be interesting. I um. Uh, It's going to be it's really going to be one of those movies I I'm not going to be able to preface my thoughts before at all without Nev cuz I just don't know how much people's personal feelings are going to be affected by that when they see it that she's not in it. So it's just going to be one of those things I'm going to be like I'm not I'm not taking anything into consideration from what people are saying until I just see it, which I'm sure I'll probably see it in the first 2 or 3 days. Just depends. Maybe the it just depends on if I'm working or not, but I uh, when does it come out? Not is it next week or the two, week after? Two weeks from today. Okay, cool. I should be off work then. These bloody broads. There's Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank's trying to get his red ones. That's your niece, Uncle Frank. Yeah, he's disgusting. <laughs> Don't do it, Uncle Frank. You rat son of a bitch. Kirsty, I'm really horny. <laughs> thing I love about Uncle Frank too is I don't think I've seen this guy in any other movie again besides this. So No, he's just Uncle Frank. <laughs> he's, that's what I love about it. He's just Uncle Frank to me. Same thing with Kirsty. Yeah. You know, I only see Kirsty. Yep. And Heather Langenkamp. Kirst, uh, she's great in Larking Fear, though. That's a really good movie. It's an HP Lovecraft movie, too. Oh, God. Now they're covered in blood. Oh. Yeah. That's why I said Frank's trying to get his red wings. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, I don't know. God, Frank, you're a sick bastard. Ugh. Ew, Kersey. Now Frank's like, wow, my niece just kissed me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for this day forever. <laughs> sick bastard. <laughs> God, she's being all seductive with her uncle. <laughs> Burn it now. Frank, you're a son of a bitch. Yeah, wh- how'd you expect this to end, Frank? Just genuinely curious. Like, <clears throat> desired outcome number one. You fuck your niece. <laughs> <laughs> that worked out for Michael. Yeah. <laughs> It did. It did. He became a dad. Oh, Frankie. I'll be a rat's ass. Um, There's Uncle Frank. Uh, one thing we got a book for sure. I was talking to Piz about this. He, I know he enjoyed the Unsolved Mysteries episode we did. Uh, we should we need to plan an episode down the road of uh, like a volume two of that, 
and have Piz on, and we can tell Piz to bring some of his favorite stories to tell, and th- that's something I want to do again. Yeah, no, that was fun. I didn't expect that episode to get the reception it did, but people were like, holy shit, this was awesome. Yeah, we did so, have one guy, though, that was like, I don't like that you guys did this. <laughs> and you know what? I'm, I always appreciate the honesty, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, you know. Damn it, man. God, the thing about it, too, is like how goopy they are. And just... I know. it's, And then when he was smoking the cigarette in the first one, <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. bro, I'd probably take it easy on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get your bearings first. Get your skin first. See, Julia can't help it. She's always. No, she's playing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh oh. Frank, you dirty bastard. His his wife beaters covered him. <laughs> oh. Uh. Oh God. Pulled out his heart. It's like in dumber dumb and dumber. <laughs> when he pulls out the <laughs> puts it in the doggy pack. Is it back to him? Oh, bitch, you better not drop that. They don't even care. Nope. It's interesting when you look at Clive Barker's career. I think he's only directed three movies. Yep. This. Nightbreed and uh, Lord of Illusions. Yep. Which all I like all three of those movies. Well, he he famously said he never wanted to really be a director. It was just a hobby he had and. It's like, yeah, I much prefer writing. Yeah. Well, and Gary, didn't Gary say he did second unit or something on part three? Yeah. No, he had to do full on reshoots. The movie was done and uh, they showed it to the studio and the studio was like, oh, no, no, we need more pinhead. We need more gore. So uh, Clive Barker came in and did reshoots. That's right. That's what he said. Here's a doctor. Dude, such a cool looking setup. I really like this one. And to think, I hesitated. I love that line. He looks like a Smurf. Hmm. Here we go. Oh, God, it's gooey. It's gooey. What the fuck is that? Oh, like who thought this shit up? And that thing's going in his. Oh, damn it! Nice outfit. I need to start a band, and we would just wear Hellraiser outfits. Stenard, <laughs> fucking. <clears throat> We are the little men configurations. <laughs> Die, Julia. Don't fight it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Julia, you are a bitch. Yeah, well, Julia Julia's about to get ripped from her skin. <laughs> Please just get ripped. 
I'm sick of you, Julia. I'm glad she didn't come back, though. She had her time, and it ended when it needed to end. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh. Ah, you saw a little dummy thing? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. My God. Hell of a movie. There you go. The wall's gone. All right. We're done. See ya. That's it. Not going back to hell. Meanwhile, you got Tiffany over here. She got no idea what the fuck's going on. Nope. <laughs> she still hasn't said a word yet. Not a damn word. She's about to start talking, though. I think she says, like, shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she says shit a bunch. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Oh, man. Which, like, honestly, I would, too. Like, at this point, like, look at all the shit you just saw. Like, I'd honestly have come out of the wall there and just, like, stopped for a second and Kurt, with Kirstie and just been like, what the fuck was that? Fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kirstie. You've earned a break. She's earned a lot. Yes, she has. Come on the podcast, Ashley. I wish she would. I really do. Would love to have you. I still I still wonder if we're ever gonna get Scout or Danielle. I think I think we will. I do too. That'll be a, a fucking event and a half, man. It's so funny because I know it's gonna happen. We're gonna have, like Scout. Can you just please let us tell you how much we love you and just want to hug Christian, you? Are, are you are you able to put a bleep on these? Like if I say something that requires me to have to go in and edit, okay, which I don't feel mind. like it. Okay, okay, never mind. I was gonna make a joke about something I'd say. I think people know what you're gonna say, <laughs> dude. Look at this, like. I, I oh my god, such a disturbing. I love that. Oh, these poor this bastards a, sitting on a bed. This is some Tim Burton shit. It is. I love it so much. Amputation. <laughs> it's like I'm just gonna run amok in this hospital and kill these motherfuckers. Yeah, look at this poor bastard sitting on the bed. <laughs> 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 oh my God! Oh, got a hand on the ground. Man, oh man, what a movie! Here we go. I'd get the fuck out of there now if I were you. Anyway, trying to think if there's anything else going on. In the world of horror. What else is coming out this year? Like legitimately. Like what is Saw legit is that Saw actually coming out this year? It is. I took a screenshot earlier of something that I was gonna send to you and I didn't send it to you, but that same guy, so I got confirmation. It is a midquel that takes place between one and two, not Jesus. two and three. 
Okay. And he tweeted earlier, I've heard a bunch of new Saul 10 details, and I think it's going to be something really special for the fans. It sounds like a lot of stuff I've personally hoped to see in a new Saul movie is going to make it into this one. Obviously, things can change during editing, but even at this stage, I feel confident predicting this is going to be closer to Saul 1 through 3 in terms of quality than the others. There's honestly potential for this to be the best film in the series. Are we going to get Donnie? I don't know, but he goes on to say, uh, he said some other things that I really liked. Where's it at? Uh, he said, oh, I don't want to spoil anything significant because Saul is built so much around surprises, but in 10, we're going to see a jigsaw who's much more personally invested in the game. Think Saul 6, except John is alive and physically present. So I, I don't, I, I, that sounds it, interesting it, to me. It's going to be awesome. And, and guys, last time we recorded, he didn't know this, but uh, now he does his boys back. So Hoffman. Yeah. That's super exciting to me. That's super, super exciting now, to me. Give me Carrie Elways and, and I'm good, man. Yeah. He's such an underrated character in that series. I loved Dude, I got out of my seat when I saw him in the final chapter. I was so excited they when he had showed been building, up. They had been building to it for years. It was like, come on, just do it. We know he's here. Just do it. Yeah. But it was probably more Carrie, like, I don't want to come back for Saul. And, you know, 10 years later, like, hey, Carrie, you're not really doing anything. We, we just come back. <laughs> that's a way. That's the way to get your, get your character returned to the series. You're not really yeah. doing anything. Yeah. I I'm in Block show. Christmas. Yeah. Oh, God. Now, a lot of people have an issue with this ending because they're like, how could Shenard, a brand new form, uh, newly formed Cenobite, take out all these Cenobites? The reason is because of Kirsty. She makes them remember their humanity, so it weakens them. That's the yeah. only reason. Had they never, you know gone back to that i'm sure pinhead would have fucked him up but not butterbean i <laughs> said <laughs> just a regular fat dude yeah, I, was gonna say, <laughs> I love that they made him a fat guy <laughs> his big belly hanging out oh that dude's nasty looking the one pinned to the oh now he's a kid i love this ending man it's you could have stopped right here and put a bow on it. Damn, doctor. And pearly whites are gone, that's for sure. Man. This reminds me of the good old days of Hellraiser Revelations. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that the, cla the classics. <laughs> There's incest in that movie. There's <laughs> you got everything you need. Great value. Hell. Yeah. <laughs> Great value pinhead. Oh no. Oh god. Another thing, yeah. too, is like this is the last movie where Pinhead is Elliot Spencer taken over by the demon. 
now they're separated. So moving forward in Hellraiser 3, for example, um, that is just Pinhead. He's, right. It's no Elliot Spencer's no longer trapped in there. Damn, man. Shenard really thought shit was sweet, didn't he? Yeah, he, like, he did. I got it, but he didn't know that he was going to have to deal with Kirsty Cotton. What's up with that dude on the ground, right? There? Did you see him leaning against yeah. the <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> what are you doing? Damn, dude. Bodies are everywhere. Bodies have dropped. The bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. That's a band, man. It's just like they kept replacing the singer after he passed away. They've had some good songs, but I mean, Joanna Poole will just never be what they were. They played by me like a year or so ago. My parents went there and just said it was sad. The band's great, but it's just like, man, it's, it's just, it ain't the same. Oh, there's uh, there's another thing. Uh, you were asking what's been going on. Uh, this got reported a year ago and, and it was, you know, like something that was going to happen, but never officially got greenlit. That uh, It prequel series finally got greenlit today. Welcome to Dairy. Oh, I thought that was like legit like years ago already. It was it was like it had been reported by all the major trades, but HBO Max or Warner Brothers had never officially ordered it. Like never like, okay, you have the green light, blah, blah, blah. They officially got the green light today. So yeah, that's exciting. Andy Muschietti's gonna direct the first episode and he's apparently multiple episodes. Even Stephen King had a quote in the uh who is that again remind me who that is the director of the first of the two movies oh okay um and they um yeah stephen king had a quote in the trades today that came out with the announcement that was like really excited to you know go back and and dive deeper into this lore and blah blah Uh blah so yeah yeah where's that gonna be on hbo max hbo max okay Mm -hmm. I don't use HBO Max as much as I probably should, but there's always Dude. something I use, I watch on there. HBO Max, I would say, is the second best, in my opinion. Honestly, I think Hulu's the best, and then I like HBO Max, at least when it just comes to like wide range of things, because HBO Max has so many good movies. They, they have the best movie selection, bar none the best. Yeah. I, I really like Paramount+. Plus. That's one I use a lot. Yeah, I just don't use it a lot. I have it, but I just don't use it a lot. I find myself using Paramount Plus a lot and HBO. We watched the menu. Me and Sydney watched the menu a while back. Did you ever see that? Yeah. Did you like it? I, I thought it was okay. Uh, I, I, I didn't understand the appeal for everyone. Like like the, the broad appeal, I mean, where it was just like, oh my God, this is fucking incredible. I was like, no, it's it's clever and it's smart, and I and I like its commentary on the industry and stuff like that. Being somebody that's well versed in that industry, but I didn't. And Ray Fines was fucking amazing. So tell, uh, tell, let me let break that down for a second. So basically, the movie was because I'm a simple boy from Louisiana. The movie was basically him gathering all the people that do things that completely rob him of his joy of being a chef and the critics and. Uh, commentator people blah 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 and the girl making them want to make a cheeseburger brought out the uh the the food lover in him again basically of yeah he got he got so jaded i mean he just got so jaded and and it's a commentary on the wealthy 
and, and that kind of culture right, of right. like you get to a point where like you don't even care about the fucking food. You know right. what I mean? Like you don't care about your craft. It, it's it's about the money. It's about the attention. Yeah, and it's true because sometimes you see some of these super extravagant like meals and shit, and you're like. Who the fuck eats this? Who is eating? Right. Yeah. You know, because I, wa- I watch MasterChef, which is just a fun show to watch. But you, uh, the plating, they do this thing where they take the sauce and they do this elegant wipe thing with it. And it's like, yeah, it's like, who gives a rat's ass? Where I come from, like, the messier the plate, the better it tastes. So if you got a yeah. big old piece of peach cobbler and it looks all... yeah. I thought it was a fine movie, but it's not something I'm probably going to, I never bought it. I watched no. it once and I'm not, I'll probably never watch it again. It was interesting, but uh, just call me old fashioned. It's not my, it's not really my type of movie per se. It's, you know, I, I'm, I'm old school, man. Yeah. I'm not refined enough. No, it, yeah, it was a nice, interesting uh, original idea. And it did well, and and I'm happy to see that. Yeah, I like the Red Dragon guy. Yeah, uh, Ray Voldem- Voldemort. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm ready for another uh, sinister movie. I wish Dude. they would do one more. Same. I'm one of the few that likes the second one more. Oh, I like the second one too. Yeah, but they're the both rat. really good. They're yeah. both really good. There's people listening here right now, probably like, you know, you guys have said this like 15 times, right? Where you text about <laughs> Sinister and you both say, we like have the second we? one more because the rat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, always... Yeah, I forget stuff, so. No, I know, but yeah, I'm, I mean. That... I'm sure we say a lot of the same stuff every week, but. Dude, I remember when I first saw this movie, I had no idea that was Kirsty under there. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is Julia doing? And then when the skin comes off, I was like, oh, shit. Yep distraction so tiffany can solve it no pretty clever but kirsty you just made out with shenard that's gross oh better than her uncle i guess yeah (laughs) would you rather make out with a cenobite or your uncle (laughs) how much how much time do i have to think this over yeah God, such a great... I love the Doctor. I mean, that's one of my favorite designs. Dude, that thing looks like a dick. It does. That <laughs> looks like a and dick. The veins on it. Oh, there goes the head. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just fucking brutal, dude. Absolutely brutal. Man, oh, man. Just Obviously, her- that, yeah... Obviously, that stuff looks dated, but it's just, you know, it's otherworldly. You just kind of take it. Oh, yeah. It doesn't bother me at all. I mean, we're talking about a 1988 movie here. Like, right. you know, a 1988 movie that was ahead of its time. It really wanted to do new shit. It like, did. Yeah. It's just, man, it's. <clears throat> take her hand. Oh, God. Just the crudeness of the shit. Mm. Oh, man. Um, Is Blumhouse still making that f- uh, Chuck E. Cheese movie? What's it called? Five Nights? 
Yeah, yeah, it that, started filming like two weeks ago. Yeah, I just didn't. Wasn't that shit popular like eight years ago though? Yes. Like, why now? That seems so weird. I don't know, but that fan base is rabid for it. So I play those games. Too. I never have. They're fine. They're just like you got to move around the the doll. The it's like a pizza place, right? It's basically Chuck E. Cheese, and you you got to move around the place and not get caught by the animatronic things and it's fun but like it was popular like years ago like back in 2015 is like when it was really big and i it's like now it's kind of died out and it's just when i heard he was doing that i was like dude i think he missed the boat but uh, maybe not maybe it'll be maybe it'll be and i'll watch it i mean but and then they've already done movies like that. They did Banana Split. They did Willy's Wonderland. So I, I don't know. Yeah, be we'll interesting see. to see who he casts in that too. Uh, Matthew Lillard's in it. No shit. Yeah. Oh, cool. Good for him. Even covered in blood, Kirsty. Yep. Smoking. Mm. Run, bitch, run. If Tiffany trips, just let her, just, just, you know. Book it. Yeah, who cares? I'm not going to hell for you. They made it. God damn. Hell of a movie, dude. Hell of a movie. Look at that thing. Shit. <laughs> That's like poltergeist shit. Right. That's a movie we need to do on time. <clears throat> Dude, any day of the week, I'd do Poltergeist. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, I, I've come around to it. I always forget, like, it ramps up. You just got to get going. Are you and a it, fan of three? It's fine, yeah. I, 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 I like all three of them. I'd rank them two, one, three. Three would be the, the least. But, no, I like three. I'm a big fan of big city horror. Like, something about stuff in the big cities, I just dig. No, oh, I know. Jason takes Manhattan. You're really excited for Scream Six. I love that aesthetic. Child's Play. You know, yeah. I, I love that aesthetic. So three, three's fine. Um, I like the cast of three. Um, but yeah, I'd love to do Poltergeist any day of the week. Please tell me. Um, please tell me you don't like the remake. No, I think that's one of the worst remakes I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's fucking awful. It's soulless. Uh, it's just, it's garbage. And I was so excited to see it when it when it was coming out, too. Just when I saw the poster of the remake clown, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. This is this is terrible. Uh, I hate it. And they... I, I was calling that movie while I was watching it, and I was just so gutted by it. Like, I remember when she sits down on her cell phone that she got after cussing out her parents. I'm just like, oh, this spoiled bitch. And then the phone just turns off because ghosts kill technology. Like, I haven't seen that uh -oh. a thousand times before. I was like, God, this movie just no, it's 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 soulless. It is just soulless. It's fucking awful. Also, so th this is cool. This ending, for any of you guys that may not know this, uh, initially, it's it's two things. The hands that came out of that bed, uh, that was supposed to be Julia, 
And because obviously they're like I said, she was going to be the big bad. And then when she was like, nah, fuck that. I'm not coming to do another movie. They tweaked the ending for the Pillar of Souls. Right. So they could tease that Pinhead would be back. Oh, God. I like this pillar. Oh, yeah. This pillar kicks ass. <laughs> Sean, where's this at? <laughs> Maybe Sean will find it at that uh, prop shop people. The fucking baby. <laughs> I love the baby. Oh, dude's got moon crickets on his face. (laughs) (laughs) That was hellbound, ladies and gentlemen. It was. Jesus Christ almighty. Julia, top billing. Top billing. Chenard. (laughs) Penhead. Butterball. Butterbean. Skinless, Skinless Julia, Julia. <laughs> wheelchair patient. Work- yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Workman 2 from Hellraiser yeah. 2, Oliver Parker with us tonight. You know, uh, I was really hoping to see in the credits, old guy that got killed by Chenard, but like, you know, <laughs> he didn't even get credit. Yeah. Anyway, people, uh, thank you for taking that journey with us. That was one of my favorite 80s horror films. Uh, my, yeah, I, I got to watch it. I got to watch volume the, the the one you dropped today. I haven't watched that one yet, but that was because I fell asleep. I took a nap after work. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I believe uh, this is my second favorite horror sequel of the 1980s is Hellbound, Second or third. I forgot how I ranked it, but it's extremely high up there. Uh, it's hard to beat this movie, man. Just damn good. Um, yeah. So much love for Hellbound. I, I don't know. Um, it's always fun revisiting the Hellraiser films. You can't really mix it up with anything. They're just very specific flavors of tea. And uh, just an icon, man. Just an icon is Pinhead. I, I, One of the coolest looking characters. And I'm always a fan of that otherworldly stuff. You know, I, I, I always dig that. I love stuff that's just like, yeah, but can you really tell me there's not fucking hells that you can't see? Or these other you know, dimensions of shit. Like, how would I know it's not real? So I love, that's why I love Freddy and I love this kind of stuff. It's just like, you know what, man, what the fuck? What if I love having that? What if, and Hellraiser is a big giant. What if so pinhead pinhead deserves to be in the conversation with the other big bads. I don't care what anybody says. And if you're, if you're somebody that from the outside has never really like, been super intrigued by Hellraiser or thought it might not be your thing or or you heard because of all the direct-to-video sequels that it wasn't good. I no, at least give these first four movies a, a shot because they're at the very worst fun. It's interesting. It's like you know, you say if it hasn't intrigued you, I can't imagine anybody, especially if you're at least 26 27 years of age and you had a childhood where you can remember the video store era i can't imagine anybody walking past that vhs of or dvd of hellraiser and seeing the image of pinhead looking right at you and not being like what the fuck is that you know i mean that's one of my most vivid memories as a kid is because he's looking right at you the vh on the vhs tape and stuff and it's just like oh my god what the fuck is that? They made the right decision making him the uh, the big bad. 
of this series. No, no disrespect to Julia. She's great in the two movies, but I wouldn't have wanted to follow Julia for 10 movies. No. And you know, it's, I, I really hope that Doug isn't finished playing pinhead as much as the, the new girl was, was good in that movie. It's just, he's not exactly doing decathlons in this movie. He doesn't need to be 25, 30 years old for these. No, he doesn't do anything physical. You know, like ever. It'd be, he's just it'd be a shame yeah, not to see him again. Yeah, I yeah, no. I don't even care he, if there's two pinheads. Have the have the new person in the movie. Dude, fuck it. Give me give me a legacy sequel following Hellbound. Bring back Ashley Lawrence too. Let's. I it. I hope she comes back for another one too. Just one more. Give me, give me the biggest baddest Hellraiser ever. Somebody give me the money, and I'll make it happen. Damn it! I'll reach out to Ashley, and I'll be like Ashley. Are you single? Also, do you want <laughs> but no, yeah, seriously. That that's a legacy sequel that I would genuinely be excited for. Like I would be like, oh, Doug Bradley and Ashley Lawrence, fuck yeah. Like, because technically in canon, your trilogy with them is one, two, and Hellseeker. I'd rather have a different trilogy capper than fucking Hellseeker. That's true. So, yeah. I don't know. I hope we haven't seen the last of Hellraiser in general, though. I really, really, really hope we haven't. Um, I don't think it's looking good, but you never know. Maybe we'll get some announcements soon of something. Maybe Gary might have an idea. He might he might know something. So we shall see, I guess. But yeah, I just hate I hate the idea of that last one being the last one. It's just, I always like knowing that there's more. To, like, it's so nice to me knowing, hey, Christian, you're going to go enjoy Scream at the theater. And don't worry, there's going to be another one. You have that to look forward to as well. And I, I like that. I like knowing there's more to look forward to. You know, it's just yeah. a very, it's a very comforting, comforting feeling. And um, I don't know. I wish we can get some kind of announcement on that. Well, well, we're gonna. We, you know how we are with this show. We always speak shit into existence. It literally happens all the time, guys. It it happens all the time. So, let's speak that into existence. Let's manifest it. That's true. Um, speaking things into existence, I better get my Rob Zombie 4Ks this year. Scream Factory. I don't care what you have to do. Figure it out. Make it happen. Don't give me more Blu-rays. House with Thousand Corpses. Give me 4Ks, yeah. you jackasses. Halloween 2. I need both of them, man. Come on. I need it. I don't give a shit what Rob says. Yeah, do you it. bastard. Just, just do it. Yeah, hey, Rob, you old bastard. Love I was watching the show. They, Howard Stern's YouTube channel posted a clip today of Rob on, this, on Howard Stern from 1998. And uh, it was interesting. I didn't know that Rob was supposed to write and direct The Crow 3. And he just kept getting dicked around by the studio, and he just eventually said, "Screw you guys, I'm not doing it." But he wrote a he wrote a script for the Crow Three, and he was going to direct it. And then he said, every week, whatever movie was big at the movies that time, they were like, "Hey, we need to do this, or we got to do this, so we got to add this person," or you know. And and he just he eventually said, "Screw you guys, I'm not doing it." So that would have been a big change in history if Rob's first movie would have been the Crow Three. <laughs> And it probably still would have yeah. sucked. <laughs> yeah, studios don't like Rob Zombie. They really don't. They hire him, and then he's like, I want to do this and this. And they're like, no, don't do that. And he's like, oh, fuck you. So we, we need to have we need that Rob Zombie feel. Okay. 
Uh, and then two weeks later, all right, Rob, we got to change this. We got to change this, 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 this. Yeah, this. Rob, you had you had two clowns fucking with. <laughs> what, what's that about? Well, you see. I don't know. I thought it'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah, you know who he is. <laughs> Never change, Rob. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us on another hellacious episode of the You Need a Horror podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll come back and do some live soon. It's been a while since we've done a Uni live. So we'll be yeah. back soon with some lives. Be ready for that. Obviously, let us know your thoughts on Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, and your thoughts on the series as a whole. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts down below. So thank you guys for watching. Have a great rest of your day. God bless, and thank you for the continued support. And I'm going to say something else until I can reach the end broadcast. There we go. We love you guys. Take care.